So I can't believe this just happened, but we had 30 minutes of recording and then everything disappeared. And it's just, this is just the saddest moment of my life, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll deal with it. Hi, and welcome back to Not So Whimsical. This is Nicole, your host forever and ever. Oh my fucking God. Okay, it's nothing. Sorry, my computer just reacted and I'm screaming. Can you hear Vivi laughing? She's laughing. She's amazing. She's really supportive right now. Although all I want to do is scream. Hi. <laughs> Hadri, say hi. Hi. So, Hadri, tell us about yourself. Fuck me. I'm so angry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. First time in my life ever saying that. But yeah, my name is Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Virgo. Double Virgo, actually. Virgo and then Virgo. A what? Virgo. Yeah, Ascendant. a double Virgo. And then... Ascendant. Uh, Ascendant as Ascendant, well. Ascendant, yes, actually. Yes. Definitely. Can't you see it on my face? Definitely. Like Mm. you've never touched a person before (laughs) sexually. (laughs) So my mother is Mexican. My father is French. I actually was born in Vienna and also grew up here. And then I went to study in France and now I'm back here. Great story. So we were discussing racism for the past half hour and now it's all gone, which is, I don't know, is that good or bad? Now's the real thing. Yeah, I think so too, because it got quite depressing and I was just listening to you guys and about to like burst into tears. So maybe it's better that way. Because we're all, we still haven't decided on what we use to identify ourselves in terms of race or, well, not, sorry, white wine. I mostly see it as cultural background most of the time Mm. because. Um, also for me, just if you say, okay, for example, Latino as a race, there are just so many spectrum of different skin colors or physical appearances in Latino that you can't only, only, only say, okay, that's Latino. That's not Latino. That's what we, that's, wasn't that something I suggested, like the race spectrum <laughs> Yeah. and that we're being constantly misplaced on the race spectrum? Brown. Does that apply to you guys? Do you feel like that's applicable or person of color? Person of color, yes, maybe. But for me, it's much more... mm, Good question. Very good question. I don't think I would say that I'm brown, no. But I also wouldn't say that I'm white. (laughs) Would you say that you're beige? Wonderful question. I love it. (laughs) So fashionable to be beige. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Then again, what would you say when you're... I don't know. Uh, I'd still, like, for example... Yeah, I just have a multicultural background from all over the world, South America, Middle East, Europe. Um, and I don't know how to, into what color I should combine this. Maybe it's less of a color that we should think of. You remind me because I would make a quite difference between um, what is your perceived appearance and then, okay, you might be saying yeah, it's, it's, it's Latino, it's black, it's white. Oh, it's a mix of different things. But it's also for me much more what do you feel inside of you because... Just for my parents, it would be Latino and white and a mix of this. But at the end, from my cultural heritage and how I just feel personally, it's, yes, of course, there's some of, there's some of Mexican, there's some of Latino, but there's also some of Austrian and some of French. And I wouldn't put both of them to just white. They're also quite different for me. That brings the question up for me. Like, that's what you said, Vivi, before that, like, in your identity, there were these moments of unclarity maybe where you were like but then what is me like where do i belong and when i asked you Hadri, if like you're austrian or if you consider yourself austrian you know you came up with this uh thing that you'd say to people like 50 percent that 30 percent that 20 percent that is there something 
you would consider a home, both of you? And would you say that that's necessary to have a place that you can call home like that you feel is most close to your identity? Mm, no, I wouldn't say that there's definitely, well, the place that I feel the most home, for example, is Vienna, because I grew up here. But living in France for a long time and making a lot of connections and friendships there, I also really feel quite home there also. And it's just a different way of home. This year, one of my best friends also moved to Paris for one year. And so I was feeling even more home in Paris than I was feeling in Vienna before, because I had I had what excited me in life, my studies, and meeting new people, but at the same time, entertaining the old relationships that I do, especially here in Vienna. So feeling home always changes. It's for me just a place that you make to yourself a home. Mm. Before I answer this question, I was actually, as you were saying something before, I was thinking that, yes, it's true. I don't really know where to, I don't really know where to place myself, um, whether I must feel like it's too far-fetched what I say. Like, you know, I can't, I, all four of my grandparents are from a different place. It's almost like one could counter-argue, oh, yeah, everyone's great-great-great-grandparents no. were from somewhere else, which is why I also sometimes, this adds on to my feeling of feeling like a fraud, which I often mention regarding my identity, whereas that's absolutely not necessary because... I don't know, the more time passes, the more I really embrace all these parts of myself. And I, it's not like they're distant parts. I feel really close to all of them. But also not having been to either Iran or Argentina, I would say that it's like my home is Vienna. It's also Vienna, definitely. I grew up here. And if anything, I'd say I feel more French-Austrian because I know the country i know the places as well i feel familiar in them i know all about the cultures all of them that consist like that make me that shape me but still vienna as a city and i think that says so much more like i don't know the city rather than the country it's also why yeah yeah why shouldn't that be like that mm -hmm. you no i i agree in that way like them feeling like a fraud yeah. especially because on my dad's side my family is from Russia. Well, not really Russia, what used to be the Soviet Union. Um, and, you know, my last name is Russian. And so people are always like, oh, so do you like speak Russian? I'm like, no, I have nothing to do with that. I've never been to Russia. I don't speak Russian. I don't feel Russian. Um, you know, my mom's French, but her family is also from, you know, it's, it's, we're very similar in terms of heritage, like where we're from because yeah where my grandparents are from they only uh speak farsi for example but they had to speak russian because of the soviet union stuff yeah and so there's there's that element and then people assuming certain things like oh you must be from like you must be from an arabic country the times i've heard that i have very thin lips for a black person okay okay Cool. For me, Vienna has become my home. Yeah, it's Austria, really. It's just like, but that's also in what in in which way I sometimes feel like a fraud is when I'm like on the countryside and I'm like, fuck, this is the country. Like this is my country. But am I even allowed to feel that way? It's in the same as as you were saying, Hadley, before that in Mexico people say you're not really Mexican. In France, people say you're not really French. 
um, when I'm in Israel as well, I come to Israel and for me, it has a very special meaning, like a special place in my heart, I think, because I was born there and spent some time there um, until I was three when we moved to Austria. So for me, this always has kind of a special place. And then people will automatically say, you don't even speak Hebrew that well. I'm like, and you don't speak German that well. And when I'm in France, people will say, you have a bit of a Southern accent. It's it's wherever I go and where I speak the language as well. It's like, but not really. You're not part of the actual club or whatever. My dad, who was who was Austrian because he lived there for long enough to become Austrian when he was a child. He doesn't look the part, you know, but still I'm Austrian by blood. Mm. So when does it really start becoming like a, when does it start, when does it become like, oh, it's in my DNA or, oh, I do look Austrian. I do look the part. Neither of us look the part, but we were raised here nonetheless. Mm. That also makes me just think of like the club, what you just said, like this is, patriotism to a certain degree isn't it like is that good do either of you support this kind of idea like think that patriotism or being proud of you like your origins or what can you really do about who you are like you're you're super proud you're a patriot like this is where i'm from this is who i am what i was taught but like this pride is that really legitimate in your opinion is it Um, good question. I don't know. I mean, is it valid to be proud of it? Yes and no. Depends because you ne you didn't work to be French. You were just or any nationality. You were just born into it. But depending on your nationality, people might be more proud of it and tell us uh, be more open about it than other nationalities. Also, for example, I mean, we are living in Austria, and in, as in Austria, as in Germany, there's a certain taboo to be proud of being of your nationality in other countries as. In France, everybody would be waving. I mean, you get French flags on every street corner. I mean, in the USA, even more than that. So you can be openly more proud about it than in other countries also at the same time. But to be proud of it, no, I don't really see a problem with it. I see much more problem when it comes to the point that, yeah, you, you become sort of chauvinistic and you exclude other, other nationalities or other ethnicities or back, cultural backgrounds because of, because of your proudness. But in itself, I don't see really a problem with it. But we can easily come into it. But what I most of the time see is that you perceive a certain problem and you will just wish over it with your nationalism and patriotism, saying that's like it works like this because we're here in this country. Stay or leave. But accepted at the end. That's kind of the thing with patriotism is it's being frowned upon because after patriotism comes nationalism. You can be a patriot, clearly. You can be I'm I'm a very I used to be very proud of being French. Also in school we had to learn the Marseillaise by heart. I don't know if mm. you guys remember that. Sure. Um, also, my family doesn't live in Austria, my French family, so I wanted to make them proud as well, obviously, mm. and nobody gave a shit. Um, I still don't know the Austrian national anthem but anyway just to say that like yeah you can be a patriot but you can easily turn it it can easily become nationalist especially especially french people i think french people can be highly nationalist do you think that correlates with like almost being like being proud of this do you think it correlates with being protective of the country i don't know if you're so proud of this would you want it to be 
tainted basically in the eyes of a like patriot like you know do you only want it to consist of french people i wonder like do you think that correlates with that i mean i think that's what i love about the that's what i love about france is that there is so much diversity yes but i've i've only experienced this through instances i don't have actual statistics or or numbers to say this but like something that really surprised me in france was that it was not only white people like at schools mm. for example mm-hmm. in our year how many black people do we have two three no. No. more five, more six, yeah i think like five or seven yeah Well, a lot. Also, a lot. You know, Five a lot. or six no, no, from 140 no. people is still not a lot. I mean, that's more than in any Austrian school. A lot for Austria. A lot for Central Europe, just. Yeah, that's that's actually true. Okay, but still, like we were we were raised very much white, and so when I came to Paris, I was I was pretty surprised. That's that's also a thing. Like, when do you start seeing color? No. Oh. That that would really interest me when you started, or when you started being aware of that. Uh, before that, coming back to what you were saying about France, um, that's also a feeling that I got about France is independent from your ethnicity or from your cultural background. When you have French culture, when you were born in it, and when when you live it out as a French person, normally there's not really a question about uh, where you're from. You might be looking different and people might be asking you, oh, so what's one part of your heritage? But they would still consider you as a, Fr- as a French person. Exactly. As in Austria, it's much more... You gotta have Austrian culture, and you gotta look Austrian. Also, yeah. at the end, the best anecdote is always the ex-Austrian. Um, I don't. I think it was a president. I don't think it was a chance. I think it was the president um, telling to to that really famous football player Alaba, uh, going to him and uh, saying in English, "Nice to meet you." He actually said, "We are so very proud with you," or something like that, like in okay. broken English. And then Alaba said, "Yeah, something like this." Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> But what were you asking before? No, I was, I was just, I was just asking, like, when you guys realized color. I actually think, well, I mean, when you when you're a little child, normally you don't really. You don't see color. It's just not a notion that you have in your head. But I, I got the sense that the first time I really got the idea of, oh, okay, they they are colors and people treat them also differently because that's the thing that that you see, also see colors. It doesn't make a big difference for you, but that you see that there's a cultural, well, cultural, that there's a history bit, uh, behind it and that people have been treating it differently it was much more through medias, through actually through jokes. For drugs, uh, might be in TV or for songs or something like this, but mostly through TV series. They really said, oh, okay, there's actually a difference. And I never got this before. When you said jokes, actually, that made me think a lot of the times I like, you know, I wondered why, why is this turned into a joke? That has nothing to do with like ethnicity or racist jokes or anything. It was more actually like blonde jokes. I was going to say, like the one thing I, I learned about jokes was always blonde people they were considered was really stupid and you know and i just they're not oh boy well (laughs) nicole i'm blonde what are are you saying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i just was like okay well apparently they're considered like this but i mean as a jew i receive i'm just realizing like hello (laughs) people would make jokes about Jews, Judaism, and, you know, mm-hmm. the funniest part, the Holocaust. I would always just like, 
haha yeah that's funny because i didn't want to say like this is absolutely fucking terrible like i mean i'm assuming with mexican jokes there was a lot of that as well actually i do remember that um uh, a friend of mine who was actually also jewish told me a mexican joke i actually thought it was also also funny i mean of course it was super offensive but i actually also told after that a jew joke and he also laughed about it and we were like yeah I mean, both of them were, wasn't really degrading, but it was to a certain point offensive. But we felt both that wasn't we were not there to humiliate each other. But in general, I wouldn't do that. And I don't think he would do that also in general. Yeah, no, I mean, one of the jokes that I remember very clearly, I was at the Votif Park where we all used to hang out <laughs> fun times. There was this one person, they were like, oh, I can't tell you that joke. You're Jewish. You're not going to laugh. And so, of course, I'm like, no, I'm fine. T -t tell me the joke. So they took a cigarette and they uh, they um, dropped some ashes in their hand and they said, like, that's a Jew. <laughs> like, because, of course, there's so many funny Jew jokes, especially the ones that make sense, like that were greedy and shit like that. Then it always goes beyond. And people I, it feels like people almost try to push you because you're this. Oh, my God, a real life Jew or a real life French person, you know, or a real life fucking Mexican. I, I think it's very hard to find a balance in that, because, like, on the one hand, you can be the one cracking the jokes like of your heritage. Yeah, it's all about respect to a certain yeah. degree. And if you know that the person respects, I mean, in that case, in the case of your jokes, but like you were both teasing each yeah. other, there was, I don't, like, did you feel any lack of respect? From no, both no, I knew, I knew. I thought, oh, that's funny. I'm going to put another one there. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people aren't aware of the consequences of their actions or words, uh, which is very sad, which again brings us back to some of the cut footage, which was. Is ignorance the same as racism? What are your standpoints on that? <laughs> you, you, you do remind me of that situation. I don't remember with whom I was talking about that. That, for example, for Halloween, that you would be dressing up as an ethnicity or a religious group or something like this. And that, for example, if I dress up uh, for, doesn't matter if it's a Halloween or fashion or whatever, as a Mexican, a stereotypical Mexican with sombrero and everything that you can imagine. Please do. You, you just got to invite me, but... <laughs> If I would be going as a Mexican, as a stereotypical Mexican, I, as we have in popular Im imagination, as a really stereotypical French, uh, ho, 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 baguette mm. and everything. I mean, nobody would be really offended as I have this cultural background. But if somebody else do it, there would be much more that could be much more easily offendable in that case. Of course, like that's that's the whole debate, right? I was literally when you were just talking about costumes, I remember that when I was a kid, my mom dressed me up as a Chinese person. <laughs> and I'm just like, why, mom? Why did you do that? But like, she even, I, oh my God. I'm just remembering, like, she put some eyeliner. <laughs> Not bad. I, I'm thinking really knowing my mom and knowing how loving she was, like the only two characters, well, three actually, whatever, that I could really identify with, like from Disney, was Mulan mm. and Pocahontas. Okay. But yeah, I if I were to put on a hat and like the payas, like you know the curls and a beard and whatever, people would laugh. But now in retrospect, like if I were to do this, I'd find it pretty disrespectful. But, but I wonder because you you were saying that you were dressing as Mulan, so yeah, I think I really don't know okay. why my mom did that. <laughs> 
I mean, that's the thing also, when you're, when you're a child, you don't really see color. You don't see this difference that this might be offensive. And yeah. when you represent a certain character like Mulan, I mean, yeah. As a child, like, is it offensive or is it more like, you know, you actually, you actually want to be that like as a child, I mean, it's not offensive of the child, is it? Or is it more what the parents let you do? Like, or what the parents, the costumes they let you put on, um, yeah, that way, like, is that what's considered morally maybe at the edge of things? Or I think there's been an extreme shift no. in how we talk about race and how we talk about cultural appropriation, especially. But I, but I do want to actually, because um, if anybody would be dressing us as a French, it would not be most of the time you wouldn't really sense it as offensive. Mm. But uh, not not saying that in any way it would it couldn't be offensive. But what I mean in that case is. Because we have, and what we were see, what we were saying before is because we have a certain history when it comes with ethnicity and people with different cultural backgrounds. We have this idea that there are certain, what is it called, rapport de force. Uh, we don't all, we don't see them all as equal. That's why it becomes offensive. I think. I mean that. Okay. Um, how can I express that? Rapport de force and the balance of power. The relationship where there's. Um, one is superior, one is inferior to the other. Yeah. I mean, it's just a construct that has been given, that has been there because of history. And because there's this construct also, you will perceive uh, certain ethnicities and certain people as less valuable than you. And that's why you give yourself this freedom to joke about them. And that's when you come into racism. Yeah, but also what, what I'm just thinking about is when you say less valuable, there's then us who, you know, we see them as minorities, which they are. But if you look at the U.S., there seems to be a shift that soon minorities will be majorities, if you will. I mean, depending on the president, but and depending on a lot of things. But it's just like I think by seeing them as minorities, which which they are like, don't get me wrong. But by by saying that what I'm trying to say is that there's like a two sides to the coin now. On the one side, we make fun of them because we think they're less than I mean, not us like you're looking like McCall, what? <laughs> society is seeing them as less than so they make jokes but then on the other side there's us who see them as what they are as minorities who have been mistreated for mm. hundreds of years and sen for centuries and then we don't want to culturally appropriate which also just doesn't make them equal you know what i'm trying to say yeah. when you're saying we it's from this uh standpoint we have from like within a western society within a, a western culture we have that standpoint as in like the white person is the majority and there are other minorities. It's all related to the history. If you then look at another part of the world, there are going to be completely different majorities and completely different min minorities for which an Austrian person, for example, would be the first minority. But yeah. That's the thing also because you, can, you have certain nations where uh, the minority has the power. So the minority becomes just politically and economically the majority, like just South Africa, easily. Yeah. It's not not only places like this. I mean, um, in the Caribbean islands, you have an incredible mix between people who are from Indian descent, from African descent, and from America's the whole continent descent. So we have a different mix from all these three different people. And they, of course, there are also minorities and power games that result out of this. And of course, you have also racism in that case. Now, now that we're older and that we're more, that we understand these things a little better i guess no we don't understand it better hadri says no i just mean in terms of cultural appropriation like you're not going to dress up as fucking black blackface 
You know what I mean? Yeah, no, pretty much not. No, it's it's just like the fucking idea that or, or that people <laughs> decide to put on so a darker shade of makeup to go as a black person. That's the whole Michael Jackson debate, right? Where it's like, <laughs> as which Michael Jackson should I go? Is that disrespectful in your opinion? Is that people do that? As a white person going as Michael Jackson before transition? Yes, absolutely. No, I mean, because you will have to put on a darker shade of me. I don't disagree with you. I just like to hear your elaboration on why it's disrespectful if they want to look like this. If they don't, because they don't look like it, but they, do you feel like it's appropriation or do you feel like they just. They have not yet had to live a day in the life of a black person. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like once a year, you pretend that you're a black person, not just a black person, a fucking superstar, a fucking, you know, like an icon. I mean, it wouldn't be really funny if there was white face, you know, if black people just dressed up as like white people and just like put on like white makeup and like a make America great again hat and shit like that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'd be down. I don't know. I don't know if the fact that, yes, you're right. They have no idea what it's like to be a black person. Uh, they just put this on, but for Christ's sake, I mean, I don't know either, but I can, I know the struggle. I, I mean, I see, I read about the struggle as much as I, like, I can, but I will never be able to put myself in the shoes. And also the person who puts on this makeup doesn't like, necessarily, will never understand that specific tr- struggle, but maybe they have a wish to do that. And isn't it their right to just do that? Like, are they... How is this something that would enrage, infuriate someone else? Like, if you, if you want to be this way, you have to go through the whole package. So everything that I dealt, like that I had to go through, then you can finally call, then you can call yourself that. Isn't that in some way resentment, like towards these people? Like, no, not resentment. Yeah, and it's, it's valid. I think in terms of skin color, this is just, this is just very important to just not make that step for for black people and people of color it is so difficult to identify with characters because they have like i'm literally gonna cry because i'm so sad about this all the fucking characters are white except for mulan and except for pocahontas and now there was um kristin frosch i don't know what the what it was called in english where it was in 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 new orleans and like you know that tiana i think her name is and she falls in love with a with that Prince Naveen or whatever. And there was Moana recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's also Aladdin and the Prince. There's Aladdin, exactly. I love Jasmine. I was always Jasmine. But then my parents said, mm, that's a little tricky because we're Jews. <laughs> um, you know, it's like there's this really I mean, we all know the track by what's his name? Eminem, Slim Shady. Mm. At some point, he says he's he's the worst person. No, what did he say? Something like. Worst person. Um, he's a worst person. He he says something like he's a worst person. Someone is a worst person since Elvis because Elvis stole black people's music. Oh, okay. Okay. And now, and that is so. That's why I love Eminem because he fights. It's a very interesting fight because everyone hates him because he's white and he's a rapper, but he also makes fantastic music. I mean, that's my opinion. He is one of the best writers in rap that I've ever witnessed but what is your stance then on the michael jackson thing is that is that what you want to dress up as this year (laughs) the whole you know just saying in general like also then would you say that um, i I don't know it's just oopsie sorry 
uh, imagine, okay, I know dressing up as that once a year, that's a costume. I don't know. It depends on the reason why somebody wants to, not necessarily Michael Jackson, but if they just want to dress up as a black rapper, um, like, is that something that you would frown upon? I mean, what, what, would you, would you consider this as something? How do you always remove yourself when yeah. things get a little heated? <laughs> Uh, actually, I can't say because the opinion that I have, okay, yes, that's true. When when you try to dress as somebody who is from a minority, you don't know the suffering that they have and you're just playing a joke for one day to incorporate them. And okay, it's a joke for you. It might be not a joke for others and it's also understandable. But at the same point, I and I don't know if I'm wrong at this point, but um, when we put so many negative emotions on it, it's also, oh, it's bad to be black also you don't dress black because they have had such a, such a difficult life but there are many things that you could also celebrate to be not as a minority but just somebody who's not white and not an opposition to be not white what i mean is okay if i dress as a latino it's not to offend latino in that case i'm latino but it's not <laughs> to offend latino but i mean there's certain aspects about latin culture that i would just like to celebrate and i'm happy about it of course there's a lot of history that makes it also less enjoyable because they have been a minority that's been also oppressed in certain countries of but course. in a certain aspect i would also be just happy to celebrate it because i would like just i just found the culture interesting let me like shift this to another topic let's look at it from not not from the ethnical or race spectrum let's look at it from the gender spectrum what if you if you would say this is a joke like uh a person like a white person who would like to just for once a year they're not going through they have no clue of any of the struggles that black people may have to go through or non-white people may have to go through and they're just gonna they because they feel like it they're just gonna for the joke can i just add something real quick real quick i just want to say that it's not only about the struggle it's just a weird thing that you put on darker makeup and stuff that's it okay cool but i mean like properly <laughs> like properly dress up like don't know as a rapper like i don't know not not just put black to like just mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. don't know what about like what about drag queens um they don't feel necessarily these are oft most often men who do drag uh gay men whatever um but still you know and they do this but wouldn't this be disrespectful towards trans women for example or towards women don't know this could be debatable like i, I put i draw, drew the analogy here no that's super interesting but also it is it is interesting because in drag women are being celebrated right yeah. it's it's a hyper feminization mm -hmm. of so that's the thing and that's what i meant before of if i dress up okay i'm a latino but if i was not a latino i would be dressing up as a latino as a black person to celebrate the cultural heritage, mm -hmm. that would be different. But if I just dress up in this typical stereotypical way, it's much more to make fun of them. And because they've been an oppressed minority, that's why. it's, it's that's yeah, it exactly. It's negatively. So yeah, that's no, no, I agree with what you're saying. And I wonder if this isn't linked to as like, once again, it's based on history that's making us like, obviously, this is the blatantly obvious reason why this would be the case. But who says? I don't know if you know this about drag, but um, when women want to do drag men get super offended i know that's a completely different thing really? but the the drag performers yeah. who are not cis women then say you're taking this away from us because drag queens are oh i was i was just thinking drag queens are also a minority 
as you were just saying, they're celebrating femininity, they're celebrating women, they're celebrating that as as you were saying about culturally celebrating something, you know, so I totally get what you're what you mean. But it's like, oh, oh, oh I got another one. <laughs> sure. Um, if a white drag queen were to dress up as like were to put on makeup and make themselves look like a black person, that would be fucking disastrous. That would be, but you also get that feedback from blackwashing, you know, women who put on darker makeup, women who uh, work out doing only squats or whatever to have bigger, a bigger buttocks <laughs> um, and all these things, because now suddenly being black is interesting because being black immediately equates to being curvy, which is wrong. But, you know, that's like, it's like white people take all those supposedly good things that fit into the narrative right now, take that, culturally appropriate it to themselves, and then call it their trend. It's like when Khloe Kardashian started wearing box braids, even though black women wear box braids because their hair is so difficult to tame, and people made it a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Hadri, do, uh, do you want to say something? No, actually, no. I'm listening right now. It's not a good... That's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's just I feel like it's almost... Maybe I'm completely... I don't know if I'm explaining myself in the right way, but it's almost as if like any person who's born uh, like not black or, or let's say who's born white like it's almost like, oh, now you want to experience all the struggle we've been through. This way of viewing things I, i think it's legitimate and i'm not like condemning it or anything i just see it as in like <sighs> sounds so bad but they didn't choose to be white either not as in like it's not a burden it's a completely different story one of them in the world we live in is going through a lot of like more struggles than the other one is but it almost feels like people it, it could be seen as if like be punished for the fact that you're white which is like a whole other debate and it's like for crying out loud why have they had like have black people or non-white people had to struggle all along in the first place that could also be asked and yeah it's white because of white people but not because of this white person because of ancestors and like it's all about history as you said and i think the only way in my opinion to let go of things which is not easy and i'm not saying it's doable but would be to start, start from scratch that's it no but i mean i agree when people say oh my god and you as a jew you must have struggled so much i wasn't the one who had to go through all of this in world war two or two thousand years ago when it all started and everyone was like yeah jizz all i'm confronted with which is still a struggle in a certain way is just to be different and i agree white people did not choose to be white and that doesn't mean that they don't struggle i'm just realizing most of the serial killers we talk about in the u.s were all white there's nothing i can do here or that you can what we were talking about before ignorance versus racism ignorance is because it's not because you're a dick it's because you haven't been educated in that way and that is the school systems we're in because in the school system like when i was living in the u.s we learned about the first thing i learned about was the difference between north america and latin america nice. and that we carved I mean, yes Sorry, no, 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 go ahead. I mean, maybe because of the colonial history. But also we learned about carving turkeys and that it's really important that the pilgrims were friends. You know, like, it's only a few years ago that I really learned what happened and that Columbus was not a good person. Yeah. Um, it's like, 
it's it's because we're not being educated in that way. It's because every character we ever learn about, every person we ever learn about was a white person who did something terrible, but is packaged into something fucking great that they supposedly did. That's my stance. What's the what's the first priority of a state? It's to hold social peace. Mm. And how you how do you create social peace? You, you you make people believe in a certain national idea, and that's when you create a national dialogue and a national history. Might it be with Christopher Columbus and the well, the turkeys and what was it called? Thanksgiving, mm. all that stuff, or that there's a difference between the USA and the rest of Latin America. But don't you think we could talk about what the land was before? Because we learned it in Austrian history. You know, all the we learned everything about the Heiliges Römisches Reich and before that, and that Austria was just a landmark and whatnot. In the U.S., we could very much have a dialogue about these things and say there were people before us and they were the Native Americans and just be fucking on it. You can't turn history around. This is it. It would be like you know the Austrians who say, yeah, but like we really didn't want Hitler to come in. No, we fucking cheered when he like we. I say we yeah. because you know I say we yeah. because Aust because. But you enough. You got enough Austrian people who say that that they say that they're the first victim of Hitler because they got an extra <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> and that is fucking bullshit. And we know that. No, I mean of course, but it's always. And history is one thing, but history is never objective. It's always how you see it at the end, if you yeah. see it through. I mean, we, we had history. In French history, Napoleon was the greatest guy ever. In Austrian history, he was the big shithead. So yeah. it's always through the lens that you see it also. And you just create a narrative also at the end. I just think it's not fair. I mean, lol. There's no <laughs> question of fairness in this. It's just you create a story. I mean... But what what kids should learn? You know, kids should learn the truth. We... But what, 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 yeah, what is the truth? There is no truth. But Columbus was a shithead. For in the eyes of a patriot at the time in um, 14, no, 1396, 1491. 1491. Shit. Yeah. Damn it. No, 1492, actually. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. He was like the greatest legend because he went out of the hometown to expand the horizons for everyone. Bullcrap. Mm. Absolutely, I agree. In an ethical, moral, objective perspective, which is what yeah we should aim to do, but what a lot of historians have failed to do because it was still very much from a subjective point of view. But yeah, that should be just all aspects of it. And it's like the more we evolve, the more we become aware of just the unfairness of a lot of things that happened throughout history. But you're right. History is never really 100% objective. Also, if you just state things with facts, okay, Christopher Columbus, 1492, uh, Hernan Cortes, 1513, blah, 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 all these facts, you don't come into the idea why did they go there. I mean, there's a whole history why Christopher Columbus actually went there, what he was doing there, and why was the colonial policy exactly like this one? Because the colonial policy of all the major colonial countries was different mm. also. So that's where you come to the much more where you can be objective also, mm. because you, everything is a reaction and a counteraction. I mean, New York was first settled by Dutch people and it was called New Amsterdam. And the Dutch people were the only one who was really open to receive, but really everybody. They're not like English people there. There were a lot of Jews actually living in New Amsterdam before English people took it and then all the Jews had to go again. 
Like how far, what, how much are we going to pull out? I almost want to say from under the carpet, but it makes me wonder because yes, of course, these things happened. And yes, there's a certain sense of morality and accountability that's needed. And of course, you need, yeah, it's true. They happened in these are terrible things. And why should they go without consequence? But we're never going to get out of anything if we continue like this mindset, in my opinion. That's like where I get really sorry for people who like, for example, are very apologetic about their privilege and their whiteness and stuff like that, because it's like, how much are you going to cry about this? Mm. We can, and it's also cultural appropriation and it's um, misgendering someone and misplacing someone on the racial spectrum, which is something I invented as we all know at this point. At some point it's not political correctness. It's just like purely frustrating at how far, like where we're going with all of this. It's very beautiful that we see things and that we act on them and realize this person has been wronged in terms of heritage, in terms of life, in terms of everything, but also like we're removing ourselves from the idea that we're all just human beings and we're all supposed to be equal by constantly pointing out, oh, but your life is more difficult or this has been a struggle for you. No, just if I may break down, I want to hear the, the end of what you were saying. This was so smart what I said. So. It was really good. No, and, and as like we can go, we can look at it through the historical lens as in like, yeah, how far are we going to go? But let's also look at it from an individual life, regardless of their like race or just look at someone as a human being, their soul, their minds. If you start looking at others and are like, I went through so much more than you. Like, you're going to hold on to this and this is going to consume you to a certain extent. I mean, I believe that letting it go <laughs> is like an important part to just find peace. And isn't peace what we ultimately all want, isn't it? You were saying when people ask you where you're from, you tell them, but then there's more to you. There's a lot more to your, like, to your individual individual personality. And sure, some parts of where you're from flow into that. Right. But yeah, it doesn't. But but there's still like who you are. And that's mm-hmm. like what we should all strive for is just like I'm from there and there. And like this is where my family is from. But like, who am I as a person? Who are you as a person? I won't dress up as Michael Jackson. Who I am as a person at the end. It's really a mix of everything because mm-hmm. just how emotionally I think and how far I came and how I interacted with people. It's not. 50% French and blah, blah, blah. It's a really, it's a mix of everything yes. in that case. Nobody was here 2000 years ago. Also, we're just a mix of everything just right now. If all of us would be for X, Y reasons, hanging up all the time with Russian people, for example, just taking any nationality there, we would adopt certain ways of thinking, certain cultural backgrounds, a certain cultural and affinities also from them. Just It's just something that is moving also all the time. Which also comes, like, the cultural background is also, like, history-related, yeah. obviously, you know, which which is also fascinating, but... I think that often this question of trying to define yourself what nationality you are, and that this is type of your character, is much, it's often not that you want it yourself, it's much more that often other people identify you as something, yes. or yes. don't identify you, and then mm-hmm. you have to come up with something. It's like you have to justify yourself because they're obviously expecting a certain response. Or oh, like, yeah. Or they're just not accepting you as something. So you you have got to believe, okay, so to, so that I have a certain character and a personality, I have to build up my own nationalism in that case. Mm, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you almost have to defend something that you don't necessarily care about that much. Yeah, you're just trying to fit into something. Yeah. yeah. 
fit into something definitely a box that's given to you by yeah. other people on that note Kukubra. <laughs> <laughs> any last words before i go out for a cigarette does anyone has a vicky for me oh yeah 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 yeah. this is very very important <laughs> hadri is looking for an apartment he's looking for a room um he's looking for a room in a shared apartment do you have any specific like uh districts yes, that you prefer please make it free for me i can cook <laughs> so yeah um hadri is very sweet he's a double virgo he makes amazing guacamole which is not racist it's just facts <laughs> on that misplaced note um <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Bye bye. Bye. Cucubra. Cucubra. <laughs>